Good afternoon, Packers fans. Aaron Egler here with your Packers Daily Chat, coming to you live on the Cheesehead TV social channels. It is Friday. That's right, Friday. It has rained all day long here in Indianapolis. And I'm not talking like just little fits and starts, like biblical stuff from the moment I woke up this morning till this very moment as I'm going live. I mean, sheets of rain outside my window. So, uh, yeah, beautiful day here in Indianapolis. Hope you're having much better weather wherever you are in the world. And before I get going, before I say another word, I just want to pause and thank everybody for coming out to the meetup here in Indianapolis last night. Had a lot of fun, a lot of great talk about the Packers, about what we want to see the Packers do going forward. Um, I have forgotten the name of the couple that came bearing gifts, but they brought one of the most beautiful things I have ever laid my eyes on, an actual can of carry the G, which I cannot get in New York. And I thought to myself, you know, gosh, it'd be lovely to take this home, but I think it'd be even lovelier. I've been in the fridge all day. Oh, baby. I've been waiting for this. I can't get this in New York. Thank you to everybody who came out and especially the lovely couple who brought me carry the G. Come on now. And I'm sorry. I can't remember your names. I know you came last year too. I'm the worst. I am the worst. I've only met 5 billion people this week, but uh, you're the only ones who brought me Carry the G, and I love you. So pause for this station identification. Yeah, damn, that's good. Oh, man, I missed that. Um, yeah, the Packers obviously continue looking at the prospects. We had uh, defensive backs and a place kicker, along with a special teamer, uh, take to the field today for a 40-yard dash, um, doing all sorts of on-field workouts. Uh, and the Packers clearly in attendance watching that. But something that kind of I've been mulling over since yesterday's chat. <coughs> Sorry, guys. After, uh, I can't remember who it was, but somebody had a question about uh, Goody's. It must have been a couple days ago. Goody's uh, focus of running backs and offensive linemen. And I remember when I was answering that, it probably came off a little testier than I meant to, because I don't think it's out of bounds to say that Gutekunst is clearly building his team in his own way, much different than Ted Thompson went about things. And you can argue whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, whether it works in the modern NFL, anything like that. But I do want to reiterate that I think Brian is purposely trying to have and field a team overall through the length of his tenure that isn't beholden to the quarterback position while recognizing that it's the most important position in sports, let alone in the NFL. Um, there's no doubt you have to have talent at that position. And I think that's why he made the selection of Jordan Love when he did, recognizing that he saw slippage in Aaron's game, wanted to prep for the future. Future might be here right now, three years later, but that was somewhat the thinking there, knowing you have to have talent there. But we all know any sentient human being understands the chances of the Packers getting sustained greatness at the position for a third player in a row, a sustained Hall of Fame level caliber quarterback for the third time in a row, the odds are minuscule. And I understand, never tell me the odds, but Brian wanting to make sure that this team can win in different ways and has strengths in different areas outside of just let's service the quarterback 100% and nothing, everything else takes a back seat. I understand that. I get that. 
just knowing that the odds of Jordan Love, as great as he could ever be, and I do think Jordan can be really good, the odds of him playing at a level even close to the extension that we saw, the extensive greatness that we saw from Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers is minuscule. And he understands that he's got to build a football team for all eventualities, including the possibility that, yeah, they may have to make up for a slippage in play at QB. And I don't think that's telling tales out of school. I don't think that's hating on Jordan. I just think that those are the odds, you know? So whatever you think of how he's going about it, and I get there will be people who disagree vehemently with his approach and whatever decisions he might make, and that you are welcome to it. I totally get that. But I do understand wanting to kind of turn that big ship that is the franchise and the roster towards a more round, well-rounded team, you know? I mean, Brady Papinga famously told us that after he got cut, Ted told him, point blank, we're just going to go all in on offense and make things as easy for Aaron as possible. We want to ride Aaron Rodgers because he's so great, etc. They got a lot of high-flying offenses throughout his tenure, but they never got back to the Super Bowl. Came close, 2014, obviously, but, you know, I think Brian's probably, hopefully, kind of learning from that and saying, I, so even if Jordan becomes a great quarterback, which is possible to be so beholden to one dude and one position week in and week out, year in and year out, it's probably not the healthiest place to live. And now I'm not saying it's not important. I know you got to have a good quarterback to win in the league. There's zero question about that. But there are lots of different ways to win week by week and a lot of different identities you can take when doing that. And that's all I have to say about that. Hello, everybody in the comments section. Hope you're all doing well. Oh, excuse me, as I have another sip of Carry the G. Oh, my God, that's so great. Um, hello, hello, hello. Robin's here. Big B anymore. What's up, Big B? Uh, oh, Tom Grassi's here. With the re-signing of the intern, what is Cheesehead TV current cap situation? Are you breaking news? Is that public? Have we announced it? I didn't see it on Twitter yet, but yes, Tyler Herrick back in the fold after intense negotiations to, between Tyler and the franchise. Uh, the intern is back. The cap situation at Cheesehead TV, as always, is precarious. Um, the fact that I have to get like, you know, renegade carry the G, my own beer delivered to me, tells you that we are precarious at best. Robin, how are you? Good to see you from across the pond. Hope you're doing well. Nicholas, thanks for the super chat. Do you think Rodgers will be asked to take a pay cut or shake on a decision to make this a final year in Green Bay? I think, as Brian said at the start of the week, all options are on the table. I think a pay cut is pretty far down that list, though. Uh, I'd be absolutely shocked if he took a true pay cut. Um, maybe they defer some bonus money or do something in that regard, but I can't imagine a world where he takes an actual pay cut. Um, the, the, the handshake decision... Make it his last year if he is back. That's a possibility. But uh, pay cuts. Uh, this man played on a below market deal for a good length of time when he was in his prime. And he knows it. You know, I, I'm not, I don't, for a moment, not for a second would I grudge him, you know, sticking hard and fast to the fact that I want to get PAID paid. Bring back Randy Wright. Oh, Mike, uh, I understand, you know, there's, um, there are different starting times in different areas, but man, it's a little early, dude. It's a little early. You might want to ease back. You know. 
Thanks. Who have the scouts interviewed so far? Sworn secrecy. It's not that it's sworn secrecy. It's just I did see your question earlier, actually, Brandy, where you uh, you were asking about uh, have they interviewed corners more than anybody else, and I'm glad you brought that up because it, I saw this earlier on Twitter because someone, it might have been Paul Bredel, has a list of who they've reportedly met with. Right. Most of that information is through people here at the combine at those podium interviews saying, "Have you met with so and so?" and so when the information comes out, we are beholden to the NFL schedule of who's available at the podium. So the first people that were available were the corners. And, you know, a lot of corners said, yeah, or no, or, you know, met with the Packers, whatever. So you saw a lot of corners listed, you know, the next day we got quarterbacks and tight ends. Um, I think we got, you know, Kincaid has said the tight end has said he's met with the Packers. So I think some of that is just who we got to talk to. Um, I wouldn't read too much into the positions themselves, although, I do think they're obviously going to be talking to corners and safeties. I don't think that's a secret, um, but I wouldn't read too much into the numbers. You know, I think a lot of that is just who got asked, you know, and who was available to be asked here in Indy. <laughs> David Whitehurst this is the future of the franchise. Oh, it's definitely Friday. No doubt. Is Brian in on those conversations when it comes to interviews with prospects? Josh, good question. Yes, absolutely. Um, now, there are 45 formal interviews, and then there are un informal interviews that the coaches used to handle uh, down on the field, but now uh, their scouts, the kind of the regional scouts and kind of lower-level personnel people will be handle, handle those um, in the building, so to speak. But the 45 kind of you know official visits that they get with prospects – you, it's usually in a conference room or somewhere in a hotel um, where the Packers are staying and they kind of like car wash them through there. But yeah, Brian's involved in those. Definitely. Ryan, thanks for the super chat. Are you surprised that Crosby is expected to be back? Will they draft a kicker for competition? Ryan, I talked about this a little bit at our meetup last night. I would not be surprised if the Packers kind of, or Brian talking about Crosby coming back next year was mostly laying the groundwork to tell him that he needs to take a pay cut. Uh, and I suspect he probably doesn't, won't want to, and this could lead to his retirement. Um, this is just guesswork on my part, but uh, I don't think now that we're a couple days removed from Brian's comments and the more scuttlebutt kind of here around Indy and talk to people in and around the Packers, it sure feels like they would love to have Mason back, um, but they know they'll probably have to have a second kicker on the roster and they don't want to pay for what they were paying for, for Mason to get what they got. You know, yeah, he's a, he's an absolute legend Packers leading scorer and all that, but it isn't about what you've done. It's about what you're going to do. And he can't do what he used to. We all know that we all see that. So I think there's all that is to say, I think there's a lot to play out yet on the Mason Crosby front. That doesn't mean he won't be back, but I think uh, it's a lot less kind of locked in than it, it sounded like talking to Brian on Tuesday. Brian, thanks for the super chat. Where on the defense do you think is the biggest hole that we can try to fix this offseason? I mean, it's always going to be kind of multiple because it's the run defense, right? And it's not that it's just, oh, they need bigger guys up front because they've got big guys up front. I mean, some of that is, okay, well, when are they calling? What are they calling fronts? And what, what are their kind of reactions to the personnel that the opponent is utilizing, et cetera? But man, if if they've got to, if they're going to insist on playing those, you know, fronts where they have those two man lines, well, then I'd say defensive tackle is a pretty damn important one, you know. And I think edge is obvious because you guys get on get you know, on the perimeter, the pack off these big runs, and 
you know, outside of Preston Smith, after Rashawn Gary went down, it was few and far between where you saw a backers, you know, setting an edge worth anything. Enig Barry had a really promising rookie year, especially rushing the quarterback, but he got run over quite a bit. You know, the depth there at edge is concerning. There's no doubt about it. So for me, those are the two spots where I look. And I know it's funny because everyone's talking about safeties and corners and what have you. And I don't disagree that they need talent there. They need to augment. Probably going to watch Amos walk out the door, et cetera. But man, to me, teams can run all over you. That's the recipe for disaster. I mean, the second half of that Detroit Lions game, you know, Jamal Williams had a pretty nice evening there in Lambeau Field because he could run the ball. Can't allow it. Cannot allow it. Uh, Sir Alex of Hayden, thank you for the super chat. Who's a Packer that comes to mind when you think of players whose time with the team was short but was impactful or as exciting as a fan? For me, it's Atari Bigby. Guy was a hitter and flashed in the field when he was on it. That's a great question, man. I mean, Atari Bigby was awesome, and we all remember him for that big hit that caused a fumble in the playoff game in the snow against Seattle. I mean, that's his defining play. It's got to be, right? He had a number of other big hits, but that's the hit we all remember. Uh, for me, for that kind of description, I'm going to go with Sam Congato. I mean, in a lost season, he was a ray of light. Uh, he was like Lynn Sanity in Green Bay before there was Lynn Sanity. You know, just this short burst of joy in an otherwise just forgetful season. Um, Sam Congato was so much fun. Uh, that whole run he had, I mean, you talk about a guy who came out of nowhere. No one knew who this kid was. And all of a sudden, there he is. On like, and, of course, the Packers were on national television because heading into the season, they had Favre. It was like they, no one th- saw like the disaster of the season they were going to have coming. So they were in prime time, and they were terrible. But Sam Congato was like ripping off like 30-yard runs. It was awesome. Yeah, Gatto, Gatto, for me, is, is that guy. No question about it. Uh, the well Hungarian, thank you for the super chat. Next, can you coach a team's aggressiveness, nastiness, and physicality, or are those traits that have to be 100% in the DNA of an individual player? Well, I think mostly it's the latter, but I don't discount the idea of kind of fomenting it, right? I mean, I think there are obviously teams that are a little bit more physical and are coached to be a little, little nastier. Um, you know, and the, the, lots of teams pride themselves on doing it the right way. I think the Packers are like that, right? Well, I'm not so sure that the right way is the right way. I, I want guys who play to the echo with a whistle. I want guys who push the boundaries a little bit on defense. I want guys who intimidate a little bit, you know? Now, there's a difference, you know? It's easy to say all that and talk about being tough and talking about being intimidating and then doing something stupid. I'll never forget what always leaps to mind. And I love Mike. Before I say this, I love Mike Daniels. But I'll never forget leading up to a game, primetime game against Detroit in Lambeau. It's a big, big game. And Mike all week had talked about how they had to like exert their will and show them whose house it was and be be the aggressors and be dominant and all that, which was fine until it was third down. And they got the Lions off the field on the initial drive until Mike hit Stafford late and then extended that drive and then ended up being a touchdown. And it set the tone for the whole game. You got to be smart about it. And I think that's the trick is when you're assembling your team and assembling those guys on defense, you want guys who are like that, but are very smart about it and know exactly where that line is and when not to cross it. And I think that's a really tricky, tricky proposition. Uh, what is Banky up to these days? He's running LiveX, working his ass off, trying to uh, turn LiveX into a humongous conglomerate. I don't know. <laughs> I'm making that up. But he is uh, running LiveX like a demon. 
Uh, I was, who was I? Saying? Oh, I ran into Justice here at the combine. We were talking about Cheesehead TV, and I said how you know how Corey goes about it is you know the moment that whistle sounds on the last game of the year, we have our final transplants following it, and then he is done. He'll check in in the draft. He'll be there for the drive, the draft live stream, and see who they select, and then he's out again until start of training camp. He just doesn't follow it like most of us do online. <laughs> and dare I say it's probably a healthier approach. I liked when Quay body slammed that tiny Vikings player. I liked it too, Lee. Unfortunately, that's a, a perfect example of you love the aggressiveness, but it did, you know, warrant warrant and received a flag. You can't you hurt your team. And I, you know, there's a fine line, and I get it wanting to show, you know, you come over here, you're gonna pay the price, etc. But ultimately the guy didn't pay the price. The Packers did with a 15 yard penalty. Again, fine line. I feel like I'm the only one who doesn't believe the JSN hype. Packers need someone who can get open against NFL corners and not the pylons. <laughs> the pylons that play corner in the Big Ten. Um, I hear you. I mean, I think he's he's going to be good at the NFL level, but I'm, I'm not completely sold on him for the Packers. Um, I do think they're going to be looking at receivers in this draft. There's no doubt about that. Uh, I am fascinated to see if they take one early, though, which I suspect I'd be shocked if they took one at 15. But day two, probably, as is their want. Um, but, yeah, I mean, look, it, it's hard. I mean, it's all about projection, right? How is this guy growing? How is he going to continue to grow? What is his ceiling? How is he going to fit into the system that you're utilizing? And, you know, scheme-wise, what is he going to be asked to do? And it's the old adage. Don't tell me what he can't do. Tell me what he can do. And, I mean, for all his limitations, whatever you're talking about there, the, the guy can play. I mean, there's zero doubt about that. Um, but I but I feel you as far as wanting uh, quick twitchers who can break open and turn a guy around in space, etc. And we all want that. This team doesn't draft offense in the first. Johnny, traditionally, you are correct. But what is that line from Back to the Future? Yeah. Well, history's going to change. I mean, I don't know. Probably not. Corin Robinson, wow. Blast from the past. I just read that name in Spoon's piece in his column uh, when he was comparing when they turned the roster from uh, Favre to Rogers and now from possibly Rogers to Love. Corin Robinson was mentioned in there. Uh, David, I don't think this would happen, but do you think the Packers would trade Love, keep Rogers, and draft a QB this year? If you already answered this question, I'm sorry I joined late. David, no, not at all. Not a problem. Um, I'd be very surprised. Um, they've, you know, sunk the developmental years, so to speak, into Jordan Love, and I think Brian's made it pretty clear he's he's sold on the guy, and he's the one who made the selection. I'd be shocked if he then turned around and traded Jordan and started all over again in that regard and put the clock at three years for Aaron Rodgers. Um, I, I buy Tom's piece from two days ago where he, you know, basically said Brian's ready to go. And I get the sense, and I don't know anything concrete, but I get the sense that he was ready last year and the powers that be, the other people in the building were not. And now it feels like there's more of a coalescing of that opinion. And I could be totally wrong, could be totally off base, but that's what it feels like. And I think they are sold on Jordan. And if they are, then I don't think they would do that. But again, never say never. And hell, we sell t-shirts. Nagler's never right. So 
Who really knows? Who do I think signs Lazard? I mean, the obvious answer all offseason has been the Bears. He's got Luke Getze down there running a system that he's familiar with. They've got all the money in the world, over $100 million worth of cap space. Seems like a no-brainer. Uh, I will say, though, I think a dark horse, maybe not so dark, but um, a possibility is the New York Jets. If uh, Rodgers gets traded to the Jets, you know, I, I believe the Jets would be like, hey, hey, come on, uh, come and work with uh, your old quarterback there. I mean, I, I think they're clearly he's not going to be a number one there, but I don't think he's under any illusions that wherever he's going to go, he's going to walk in and be a number one. So I, yeah, that would be a possibility. But we'll see. we got to get a decision from Rodgers first. Uh, Ed, thanks for the Super Chat. So perhaps Charles Martin's hit on McMahon crossed the line. Just a bit of one. Just a slight one. Just a tiny one. Tiny one. I will say, man, that Charles Martin moment was the one time I was really, truly embarrassed to be a Packers fan. Man, and the Packers have done really poorly on the field and been embarrassing as far as their play. Um, but I've always been proud to be a Packers fan, like part of the organization, like part of representing, carrying the G, if you will. Always been proud, except for that moment. I was truly embarrassed when that happened. It was pretty damn awful. Um, good evening from London. What's up, Dale? You are such a stalwart. Checking in every day from across the pond. Must be quite late for you in London. Hello from rainy Indianapolis. We got a London-like day here for you in Indy. Hope you're doing well, Dale. Um, all right, everybody. I'm going to have to get going. I can't thank you enough for hanging out and talking Packers with me with this crappy uh, it, hotel Wi-Fi all week long here in Indianapolis. I'll be back on my regular line next week, so hopefully that'll all go away. Um, thank you so much for following along while I was here in Indianapolis for the Combine. Uh, I fly out tomorrow. Can't wait to get back home, see my girls. Uh, in the meantime, please do me a monster favor and hit like on this video. Subscribe to the channel. And then tell your friends and tell your family, Cheesehead TV, we are devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a great weekend. Go Pack Go. <laughs>